Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled Carefree. Today's message is entitled, He Hears Me, Part Number Three. He Hears Me, Part Three. This is exciting. So I don't want you to miss not one part of this series. So go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can hear the entire series and so much more. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, He Hears Me, Part Number Three, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right, well, uh, as you know, we're in a series entitled, uh, carefree, carefree is the series, and this is actually part number six in the series of called carefree. And today we're going to be speaking from the subject of anybody. A few people are in the spirit this morning. I hear. <laughs> today we'll be speaking from the subject of what? He hears me. Part number three. More of you in the spirit now. Praise the Lord. Here, here's me, part number three. So I pray that you will hear the voice of the Spirit of God as he gives you counsel and wisdom for your day-to-day life. All right, let's go. Remember, we have um, our goal for this series is to, um, to unmask worry, gain power over it, get delivered from it, and walk in a carefree, focused life in Christ. So many people are worried today. So many people are fearful So many people are going through so many horrible things in this life, finding it hard to sleep, hard to rest, can't rest, don't have any peace. And that's not God's will for you. That's not his will for your life. Remember, Jesus came. He said, uh, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you would have life and have it how? More abundantly. That is, he wants you to thrive. He wants you to thrive in all of your life. So if you look at your life and say, I'm not thriving, you know, I don't have an abundant life, I'm not, I don't have life abundant, then you're missing out because that's what Jesus wants for you. Amen? Amen. So a life of worry, stress, and all that, that's not God's desire for your life. Tell your neighbor, a life of stress, life of stress. And, worry and worry is not God's will <laughs> for your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's go. Now, uh, our opening statements were, um, we don't worry because of ignorance, cowardice, laziness, or because of irresponsibility. We don't worry because we have done all we can do to stand, and we've chosen to leave the rest in the master's capable hands. We don't worry because we've trusted in the greater one, and with him on our side, we know the battle has already been won. Our focus scripture is here in Matthew 11, chapter Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. And it says this, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest, rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And for the last Several weeks, we've been in Philippians, the fourth chapter, Philippians 4, verses number 4 through 9. We're going to read that, and then we're going to go on today. Amen? It says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say what? Rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any what? Virtue. Virtue. If there be any what? Praise. Praise. Think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do put them to practice. And the God of peace shall be with you. All right. Last time we started with a diagram of verse number six. Now we were fascinated, and I am fascinated with the word of God because the Lord not only tells you what to do, but he also tells you how to do it. Isn't that wonderful? And he also tells you what will happen if you do it. Amen. So let's go back to our diagram. Uh, it says here in verse number six, verse number six again reads like this. Verse number six says, uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Verse seven, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, in our diagram, we said that the first thing in here was the command. The command is to be careful for nothing. Careful, meaning full of cares. Remember, uh, the word care means to be anxious or to be worried, full of anxiety, full of fear. Don't allow that to feel your life. So God says, command, don't, uh, don't be um, worried. Don't allow worry to fill your heart, to fill your life. Don't allow cares to fill your heart, to fill your life. Remember, the Lord won't command you to do something that you don't have the ability to do. So he tells you, don't allow Carrie to, don't allow Carrie. Hmm, hope nobody's named Carrie in here. <laughs> if the shoe fits, wear it, I don't know. But don't allow care to uh, fill your life. Don't allow worry to fill your life. Don't be overrun with Carrie. Over Carrie, Lord Jesus. Don't be overrun. Carrie, we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Don't allow care to fill your heart, to fill your life, to overwhelm you. Amen? All right. And uh, then we go into the how. The how is, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Then the result was, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Now, let's go back up to the how-to. We stopped there on last week. Boy, I'm telling you, God's got something excellent for you today. You're all in the grocery store. I pray that you're going to eat. Yes. Uh, online community, I gave a story earlier. Sorry you weren't here to hear it. But maybe next time. Praise the Lord. All right. All right, here we go. Um, the how-to is, we know the Bible says, in everything. We said in everything, in everything. Uh, there's no problem too small. There's no problem too big. In everything, this is how you're going to handle the everything, the every care, the every worry, the every concern. This is how you're going to handle it. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, private cursing and gossiping will only hurt you more. Private cursing, gossiping, griping, 
Um, Gordon gave us a word last week. I forgot again. Complaining. I guess it's good, Chris, that I keep forgetting that word. Privately complaining, privately worrying. See, it makes the light come on when you get the right word. Praise Jesus. You know what I'm talking about, privately complaining, murmuring, mealy-mouthing, bellyaching, as they say, only makes your life worse. Are you hearing? It won't help you. Remaining angry will only hurt you. Remaining angry will only hurt you. You holding anger against somebody, I'm not going to forgive them, that's only hurting you. And realistically, the truth tells you angry with somebody and they're on the beach drinking whatever and having a good time. And you at home, they forgot it. They ain't even worried about you. They'll be kicking the ball around, playing volleyball, and they're getting a suntan and all that. They forgot the lotion. I don't know why they did that. They paid too much for their hotel room, but. Nonetheless, they're having a good time, and we, it's not helping you. Really? Remember, unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Right? You holding anger and bitterness against somebody. Really what we're doing, that's a funny sound. Really what we're doing We are trying to punish that other person. I will not forgive you. I'm going to stay mad at you. Everybody. We're trying to punish them, but they're not feeling it. What a terrible thing. Right? The only person you're punishing is is yourself. It's you. Right? Right? So it will help you to release that. This is how you'll be living. This is how you're going to continue to live a carefree life. Releasing that stuff and moving on. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, release that. Release and let's move on. Now, I know it's a hard thing to do for many, especially if the hurt is very deep. But that's something that you've got to pray and give over to God. And we're going to talk about that today. Pray and give over to God so that you can live a carefree, focused life in Christ. Amen. First, first Thessalonians says this, uh, verse 5, 16, 18, it says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. Now, notice it doesn't say for everything. It says in everything give thanks. Right? I don't, I'm not giving thanks that a bank account, no, I'm just saying this now. I'm not giving thanks that my bank account is zero dollars. I'm just saying that. But I can give thanks in it, knowing that the Lord will still supply all of my needs. There's still something to give God praise and thanks for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something else, too, that the Lord is bringing to me right now. This will also help you to live a carefree life. (sighs) Holding false expectations of people. If you expect them to do one thing and and they're not doing it, maybe they're not the one for that. Maybe the reason that they can't meet up to this and do that is because they're not the person for that job. 
they're not the right one for that relationship. Why won't you ever, why won't you ever take me to the movies? Why are we going to stay here all the time? Why don't you uh, do something else romantic or, uh, yes, pray for my wife. Why don't you ever do this? I can't think of anything right now. Why won't you this? Why won't you that? Why won't you turn them fries the right way? Why won't you do that? Well, maybe they're not the right one to turn those fries. Hear this. There are some people that are just placeholders in your life. They're holding the place until the real arrives. If you're trying to make a placeholder flip the fries, you flip fries, flip burger, and they're meant to be on a cash register. They're not going to do it. Okay? Now, it is possible to make a dog sound meow. To make the sound, but the dog will never be a cat. Anybody getting that? So watch out for false expectations. Okay, ask God to open your eyes because there are some things that you can be highly frustrated about because you're expecting one thing and they're just not doing it. Anybody got that? Uh, I pray you ask the Lord, Lord, where say with me, Lord, where are my false expectations? Shake me, shake me. Amen. Are you hearing? All right. So, uh, again, it is very important to, and we're going to look at this, it is very important to begin uh, and end your prayer time with the Lord with thanksgiving. In everything, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. You're going to begin and end with thanksgiving and praise. Say with me, I will begin and end in thanksgiving and praise. Look at Psalm 100 verse 4. Psalm 100 verse 4 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with what? Praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Even in the Old Testament, there is only one way in and out of um, the tabernacle. Only one way in and out through that same gate. So you come in with thanksgiving and praise. You go out with thanksgiving and praise. Amen? All right. So the answer is in your praise. Now, we're going to look a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Now, let's go to some of the results here. All right, the results here um, we see in the verse, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That is a mouthful. It's going to take us a while to get to that. It says, let your request. Now, the word request talks about a petition, and really it means a required thing, a required thing. Say with me, a required thing, which means there's something that you lack, you don't have. You don't have this. You require something of the Lord, whether it's rent money, whether it's healing, whether it's a mate or what have you. You require this of God, this required thing. So it says, let your request or your required thing be made known unto God. That is made possible through your prayer and supplication. Now, um, I need somebody who's going to help me. I need one volunteer. 
who's going to help me really to bring out this point. So whoever that is, you may make your way up to the stage at this time. While they are thinking about and getting good and brave, let me tell you this. Um, After the time of prayer, you should have boldness to enter into uh, the holies of holies. Okay? And we have Sister April here. Birthday girl! She is so brave, isn't she? Wait a second here. We're going to show you some things. Wait a second. All right. Don't worry. You won't have to hula hoop. But these, these are, I call them prayer spots. Prayer spots. This is the time of prayer and that is the time of supplication, prayer and supplication. So let's say April has a need. She has something that is required, something that she needs God to do for her. Has it ever happened to you before? Wow. Look how Lord put that together. So what she should do, according to this verse, is enter the time of prayer. Step over right there. So she is in the time of prayer. In the time of prayer, with thanksgiving, the time of prayer is the time when she communes with God. If you can open your eyes there, open your spiritual eyes, use your Holy Ghost imagination, you see those rays of lights descending on her now as she is talking with God. Prayer is your time of sweet communion in his presence. This is a time when April may sing to the Lord. This is a time where she may um, just tell the Lord, of course, she's going to confess her sins and and get forgiveness of her sins. She's going to tell the Lord um, about what's going on in her life. This is her time with her daddy. Prayer time. Okay. Supplication, making your request known is over there. Two separate things. Are you hearing me? Before she moves on to tell daddy about her problems and concerns, she spends time with him. She asks the Lord, Lord, make me more like you. She asks the Lord for healing of her heart. She casts away those heavy burdens. This is a time of operation and surgery. Where she becoming, she's becoming more like him. She's communing with God. Okay? Can't forsake that. Over there in that other one, well, she's going to pray about mama and daddy. She's going to pray about job. She's going to pray about the bills. She's going to ask for this, that, and the other. That's over there. But right now, it's time for her and her dad, her and her papa to be together. She has communion. She has a hug on him, and he has the love on her right there. See, many times what we do, here's what we do. Here's what we do. We, instead of having that time with God, hop out for a second. Hop out of prayer for a second. Ooh, something's happened. You hopped out of prayer. Okay. Instead of doing that, here's what we do. We take the time, we take the needs, and we put it right. And we do the same thing at one time. So what happens? She's telling God all about the problems, but she's leaving the time of prayer. Come out, come out. Leave a time unfulfilled because she didn't have that time of communing with God. Her battery was not charged because we can be so full of telling God all about the problem that we never spend time with him and get filled back up again. 
right? So the correct order is, number one, the time of prayer. Remember, it says, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. This is how you're going to get your request known to God, right? First of all, spend that time with him. Leave the other stuff over there. Right? Remember we said last time, April, you let me know if this is true for you. If, if you knew that I needed some money from you, wouldn't you like at least I sit down and say hello first before I say, I need some money, girl. I need some money. <laughs> Can I have $5? Can I have $5? I didn't even say, hey, how you doing? How was your day? I didn't say none of that. I just said, April, I'm at $5, girl. Uh-uh. That $5. You know I need $5. <laughs> or you say, hey, let me tell you about my problem. Let me tell you what happened. Uh, people, you know, they doing that. You know, they doing this. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right? Now, remember, one of the characteristics of God in the Bible, God is known as love. God is love. He's love. And what she needs, what you need, what I need is time with our father first. So after she gets filled up and she feels, okay, Lord, she she can take a, then she can go on over here into supplication now she's ready to talk with her dad and tell her dad what's going on. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Now she's ready. Yes. Now the father's ears are open. Amen. Right? In everything by prayer and supplication. Prayer with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So really, let's go back over to April. Come on, go back here. So over here, while she's praying, she's giving thanks, giving thanks, she's giving thanks. And as she, as she goes to the other side, she's still saying, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. And when she's over here talking about what she needs, she's thanking, she's asking, and she's thanking the Lord for the answer. She's asking, and she's thanking him for the answer. Amen? Good job. Good job. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I was going to give this to whoever came up, so praise the Lord. Have a joyful time with that. Have a joyful time with that. I think two little girls were going to enjoy that. You see, you could have had that whoever decided who didn't want to come up. Well, praise the Lord. All right. All right. Uh, so, again, remember those in everything in by prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known. Let it be made known unto God. Now, I'm going to tell you something, too. Let me take you through some scripture that will give you more boldness as you stand in the presence of God. Okay? Boldness, or we can say also confidence. Let's go, let's go to Hebrews 10. You want to write these down. Hebrews 10, verses 8 through 14. Now, God really wants you to be in his presence. He loves you. And he wants you to be there. Let me say that again. He loves you. And every time you come, he's glad to see you. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. 
Doom, 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 doom. And they're always glad you came. Doom, doom, doom. You want to be what you can't see. Sums on. You want to know what everybody knows your name. Blah, 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 blah. There you have it. Hebrews 10. So the father is always, I want you to see that he's always glad to see you. Whenever you bow your knee, he's all, bow your knee, bend your knee. He's always glad to see you. When you, if you're laying in bed, looking up to say, hey, father, I love you. He's always glad that you came. Always glad. Even you say, well, I just did something wrong. He's always glad. Remember the account of the prodigal son? The prodigal son just been out there and he spent all his living on all the money on, um, on partying and whatever and all that stuff. He, he messed up. Turn to your name and tell him he messed up. He messed up. And he was feeling guilty and ashamed. Yes. Yes. But, but what did the father do when the father saw him? Arms wide open and ran to him. So we get this, this whole wrong thinking from the devil. God don't want you if you did that. No. Sometimes you want to go where the Father knows your name. And he's glad that you came. You want to be where he loves thee. And the troubles will fall away. You want to go where Jesus knows your name. Copyrighted, 2017. <laughs> Let me give you some confidence in prayer. Can I give you some confidence in prayer? Amen. All right, Hebrews 10, verses uh, 8 through 14 says this, uh, the New Living Translation. First, Christ said, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sins, nor were you pleased with them, though they were required by the law of Moses. Then he said, look, I have come to do your will. He cancels the first covenant, that's the old covenant, Old Testament, in order to put the second into effect. Verse 10, for God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest, somebody say Jesus. Jesus. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's awesome, man. 
So remember the Old Testament priests, old, they would bring the animals, the bulls and goats, so forth and so on. They couldn't take away the sin. They could cover it, but couldn't take it away. But Jesus, by his one offering, he did it himself. Hallelujah. Offered his own blood before the Father. How do we know that God approved of the sacrifice? He allowed Jesus to sit down right next to him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Stating that he received the sacrifice of Christ. The priest was forever standing, but meaning their work was never finished. But Jesus sat down. Hallelujah. And because of that sacrifice, when God looks at you, if you were born of God, born again, you've received Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. When God looks at you, he sees perfect. Let's read that again. For by that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Now, your spiritual condition is perfect before God. Hallelujah. But that soul of yours yes. is under construction. Hallelujah. Say with me, I am being made perfect. I'm sorry, being made holy. All right. He has made you perfect, but you are being made holy. Look at the, uh, uh, the English Standard Version. It says this. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time. Somebody shake it, Lee. Shake it, Lee. He has perfected for all time those, those who are being sanctified. Hallelujah. Now let's confess that. Let's go to our confession here. You ready to confess with me? All right. It goes, let's read it together. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I have been made perfect, and I am being made holy and sanctified unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, why are we doing these confessions? Because I need you to know and understand. Uh, by having, un, having unspoken positive words of your life, can have the same effect as saying, or similar effect, as saying negative words of your life. Okay? Let me tell you why I'm saying this. You say, I never say anything negative about my life, but my life is still not going forward. You're not saying anything bad, but are you not saying anything good either. And because we're in this world that is fallen, and everything around you, from commercials to other people to other things, all of it says, in this world says that you're not good enough. Everything. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not this and that. You know, you're not going to make it. All of that is in the air all around us, on television, the cartoons, wherever. It's in the air all around us. Can I get a witness? Bless you. So, since this world is coming against you and it's pushing you back, if you refuse to say nothing, then you're still being pushed back. You say, well, I don't try to roll. I just try to sit there. I don't do nothing to help anybody. I mean, I don't do anything to hurt anybody. I just stay to myself and don't say anything. Well, you know, you're drifting back. But you got to roll. You got to roll. You got to roll. When you confess the positive things, confess God's word of your life, you begin to move forward. Yes. Yes. Wow. That makes sense? Yes. 
Doing nothing will have the same or similar results of saying bad things. Okay? So I'm glad and I'm grateful that you, that mama told you, uh, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. I'm grateful for that. But what good are you saying? What are you confessing about your life? So we know that we can say that um, because of, say with me, because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I have been made perfect. And I am being made holy and sanctified unto God. Hallelujah. That's a true statement. Regardless of how you feel or whatever happened, that's a true statement. Let's look at another one. Let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews again. Hebrews 4, verses 14 through 16. It says this, uh, the New Living Translation again. It says, so then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Verse 15, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same tests we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come how? Boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? We can come boldly. You say, I I don't know. I just did. No, no, no. You confess your sin before the Lord. You believe that the Lord has has washed and cleansed you from all all your sin. And you understand that you are still perfect in the sight of God. Now, your conscience needs to be clean. That's why you got to talk about it to the Lord. That time in prayer. You got to talk about it right here in prayer. Father, I did this. I know it was wrong, uh, but you said in your word, if I'll confess my sin before you, you'd be faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So, Father, I believe your word. You said if I would confess it, that you would forgive me. So I receive my forgiveness right now, and I receive my cleansing. And this gives me power to commune with the Father. And I remember what Jesus did for me. Jesus made me perfect. Hallelujah. And I am being made holy. I am being made sanctified right now. And because I'm in process, because you're in process of being made holy, of being made sanctified, you're still going to make mistakes. But when the Father looks at you, he still sees, yep, still perfect. Still perfect. Yep, still perfect. You don't know what they did, God. You don't know what they did. Let me check. Yep, still perfect. The blood of, say with me, the blood of Jesus has made me perfect. The blood of Jesus is perfecting me in this life as well. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So let's go to our second confession right now. Uh, because of this, oh, we got to read together. Ready? Okay, let's go. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I will boldly and confidently go before the throne of grace and I will find the help that I need. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? 
So this tells you it's not about you, but it's all about Jesus and what he accomplished for you. Okay? God's not up in heaven trying to keep score on you. The matter of your righteousness, the matter of your goodness, the matter of him accepting you has already been settled. It's already been sealed, already been signed by the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's what that cross means. Hallelujah. That God has received it. Now we have favor with God through what Jesus Christ did for us with his blood. Amen. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? This is how we can have peace with God. Are you, are you hearing me today? Amen. Now, we're going to have to close out today. Oh, my Lord. Still get, didn't really get too far, but I'm not rushing. Amen. But we're about, we are about to close. Are you hearing me? Amen. So, again, if we would go back to the verse, it says that in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And your attitude concerning this, as we go into the time of prayer, and here's your, your diagram here, as we go into the time of prayer, I want you to remember that, that you're there not standing in the, asking God for something because you've been so good. Because you're not always going to be so good. And if you go before God, that is, if you go before God in your own righteousness, saying, God, you need to answer my prayer because this week I didn't curse that one person out. <laughs> this week, even though they made me want to slap them, I didn't slap them. Like I really wanted to slap them. So you telling me that God's going to answer you because you've been so good. No, it's not going to happen. No, but we're not standing in our own righteousness. You're not standing in your righteousness. You're standing in what Jesus has provided for you. Oh, I feel that, Lord. I need someone else to come up and give me, uh, let me help you with an an example. Uh, Just come on, that one person come up and stand right here. There is Lady Liberty herself. Now, uh, Liberty, for a moment, I want you to play me. You're doing a good job. And I will play Jesus, okay? Well, I need one person, one more person. All right, come on. Stand right there. You will play the Father. You play Father God, okay? Who is Rosie playing? Father God. Father God. And who is Liberty playing? Pastor. I will give you my glasses, but neither one of us will be able to see then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, go get it, go get it, go get it, go get it. Okay, we're going to get us a prop. All right, come on, all right. Come on up, Pastor. Okay, Liberty. Okay, we have Rosie playing. Father God. And Liberty praying, playing. Okay, she's playing Pastor out, and I am playing. Hello. Hello, children. Pastor Shroud here has a need, and he has to go before the Father. Okay? But, if, but when Pastor Shroud goes before the Father, he's not going with his righteousness. Jesus says, let me give you my righteousness. Yeah. Boom. Now when the Father looks at Pastor Stroud, when he looks at you, 
He's not seeing just you, but the righteousness that Jesus gives. Yeah, put it on, honey. So the father sees, the father sees you wrapped in the presence of Jesus. Look at her wrap up. She's wrapped up in the presence of the Lord. And the righteousness, she's wearing the righteousness as a garment. And so she asked the father, say, ask the father for something, whatever you want. I want a puppy for my birthday. She wants a puppy. Well, if it be in the father's will for her to have puppy, <laughs> the father looks and says, say, perfect. 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 Granted. Granted. Isn't that wonderful? Hold on a second. Now, she never has to worry whether she's good enough or not. That's right. That's right. Not one moment because she's covered in another's righteousness. She's covered. She's covered. So for the father to look at her, he has to see her through the righteousness. All of It's just all over her. All right, give them a hand, would you? Great job, Pastor. Great job. Woo. This jacket feels warmer now. Praise the Lord. Are you, did you see that? And uh, I think that's a good place for us to stop today. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. We're done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Did the Lord make it clear to you today? Hallelujah. So when you come in prayer and you go to your time of prayer and your prayer time, don't don't just see it's you and what you've done. Be clothed in the righteousness that Jesus provides you. Say with me, Lord, I receive your righteousness. Lord, I receive your righteousness. Come on, hug yourself and say, Lord, I receive your righteousness. In Jesus' name. Remember, this is not something that Jesus is saying, oh, I don't have to give it to you again. No, he has already done it. That's how he made you perfect. Praise the Lord. You're already clothed in his righteousness. By his sacrifice, you have already been made perfect. And now we're just working out the details. All right? Now we're walking it out. He has made you perfect, and you're also being made holy. You're being sanctified, being set aside. He's cleaning you up, cleaning your heart out, cleaning your brainwashing, so to speak, in a good way. Washing our minds of all that crazy stuff. Amen? Letting you see who you really are. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name today for the words you've given unto us. And Lord, we thank you so much for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. for. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. 
While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.